Okay, it's the Brad and Brit cast. First one post uh, Thanksgiving here, and we're glad you've uh, joined us. We're live in the 1.30 Eastern hour on a Monday. <laughs> uh, sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. Hey, you sorry. know, we're going to have to flip our calendars here in a couple of days. Don't forget to Coming flip up. Your calendar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We we spent about thirty years in the land of cliches, didn't we? I don't know. Really Give yourself did. a little extra time as you're going to work this morning. Yeah. yeah, that was always my favorite. You know, yesterday when it was raining, I made sure I took my umbrella with me. <laughs> yeah, good. Just I want to take your umbrella. <laughs> uh, let's talk about our old friend Jerry V, who died over the weekend. Jerry Valencourt for uh, Radio Geeks and uh charlotte folks and sports fans across the country he had a name deservedly so we worked with him in charlotte 20 years ago he was uh, at that time broadcasting for the uh, charlotte hornets he went with the hornets down to new orleans when they became the uh, new orleans hornets they should have been the jazz there but the jazz already had moved off to utah <laughs> it's too stupid to talk about but yeah, somehow you can work anyway, out the Jerry, trade. Yeah, Jerry was a he, he really was a good guy. And and uh it just makes you sad a little bit the people you you work with. He's a couple years older than me. Um but but uh we lost him and I I uh I texted Britt when I found this out over the weekend that uh, Jerry had had passed because Jerry was on after me. Britt was not working at WBT at the time, but we used Britt frequently as a character voice. And his most famous character voice with us in those days is now a name that is so far into the past for many people, you almost can't do it anymore. Right. Correct, it, correct. Of, Bob Hope. Bob it Hope. sounds ridiculous that there are a lot of people that don't know who Bob Hope is, but I guarantee you, yeah. I guarantee you, Bob Hope is one of those pictures if they put it up on jeopardy depending on the age of the contestants they would not know who bob hope was yeah arguably the most famous comedian of the 20th century but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. anyway so Britt had the greatest bob hope imitation now completely useless (laughs) that we would use on our program and one day one day late in the afternoon we assembled there must have been seven people in our studio at the same time and i was the host of the match game brad rayburn i was your host match the stars match the stars match the stars and brit as bob hope was the last contestant to give an answer and in classic style here i can't remember anything about the question all I remember is that the answers that were given got progressively more bizarre. And by the time we got to Bob Hope, his, his answer just, and this was on the phone. You weren't even in the studio with us. No, you no. were on the phone, but it yeah. didn't matter. By the time we got to Bob Hope, the ceiling practically fell in. Oh, it was over. There was, so no, much it, there was pandemonium. 
Yeah. <laughs> people pounding the floor. It was. <laughs> there were tears. People throwing things at each other. It was so incredibly stupid. I wish we had yeah. a recording of that, but we don't. No. And that's okay. So that's my version of this. What's yours, Britt? The, 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 again, on, on the original match game, what you would give was a definitive answer. Somebody would say, this is the definitive answer, and it would always be pretty good. And the, the, answer, the, the most standard answer, the most yeah. standard answer to a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the one that always came for me was when Jerry V, the answer to the, <laughs> the answer to the question was Lynn Wheeler's toe cheese. <laughs> she was a, a Charlotte politician that you guys would have on, and she was a fairly, a fairly glib person, and she was well-known, and she was a self, very self-publicizing kind of person. And that, to me, was like, if you couldn't think of anything else and you just pulled one out of your ass, you would just say, Lynn Wheeler's toe cheese. It's still just, funny. It's still great. You can be, Yogi was at the picnic and he said blank to boo boo, and then you just wah, 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 wah. and then you just go Lynn Wheeler's toe cheese, and that would just <laughs> you could just bring down the house with that. That was the Jerry V answer to me. That was always the absolute best. Uh good times. Bob Hope, the great, the 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 great Bob Hope snafu was that you were doing an american idol situation and uh bob for some reason had not gotten the memo that the person that you were that was singing was like a 14 year old girl and bob made some rather inappropriate remark about how does she look or something like that and somebody oh bob it's it's like a teenage girl and bob bob hope replied with i believe i can fly i believe i can touch the sky (laughs) and this was Right at the beginning of the R. Kelly shit. So Bob yeah, was able to that, get out. That of turned it. out not to be true, right? That, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was one. That's how Bob got out of, uh, was able to defuse that particular situation and didn't look like a complete it, and total pedophile. Yeah. Jerry was, he was a great sport and, a, and, a, and just a fun guy to, fun guy to work with. Uh, he will, he will be missed, as they like to say. And we yes, like he to will. Say that. Great. A lot of people with a lot of great Jerry V stories. Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, Here are your choices off the list. Uh, My dinner with Andre, Adolf, and Donnie. (laughs) Don's slow boat to China leaves from the port of Phoenix. Um, Ohio State Buckeyes punished for Ohio State political stupidity. Wow. And word of the year. We we really do need to get into the racist dinner with Andre because this has been, uh, I mean I don't even know who this Fuentes guy's is, guy is, but this thing has really blown up over the past seventy two to ninety six hours. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it sure has. Um, so Trump, this must have been what Friday or yeah. or, or Saturday. Uh, he invites Kanye West to Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump's free to have dinner with anybody that he wants. Donald Trump is free to have dinner with the most prominent public anti-Semite of the moment if he wants. Uh, Kanye West, mental problems notwithstanding, decides that he could bring with him a couple of friends. 
One of those friends is a guy named Nick Fuentes, who in right-wing white nationalist Nazi circles is a big, big hero. I think he's about 24 or 25 years old. At that age, you already know what you need to know about these kind of things. And Trump is basically trafficking and consorting with Nazis. What else can you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got Kanye West, you've got Fuentes, and the third person there is a woman who Trump claims he didn't remember, but it turns out she was like the head of the Florida the Florida Republican campaign for him in 2016. He knew her. So he's already lying from the get-go on this. And I think it's it's fair for those of us who uh, were never Trumpers to begin with and saw through what he is, was, and always will be. Uh, I don't care if Donald Trump denounces this now. That's bullshit. Do we care about that? No, because that's what he is. There's no denouncing this, and he wouldn't anyway. And there's no, why don't other Republicans distance themselves from this? Why don't they speak out again? We're done with that. This is what they've signed on to. And you know what, Britt? I was thinking of this before we started. This is actually a good thing in that it's further clarification. It's further reinforcement of the fact that anyone that thinks for one second that they've, quote, moved beyond Trump or some of the headlines over the weekend were hilarious. Republicans denounce Trump. And and it's it's the... I'm disturbed about this or these (laughs) third person people shouldn't be having dinner with people like that kind of non specific (laughs) naming of Trump disapproval (laughs) statements from, from, in, in other words, they're all still afraid of him. Nothing, nothing has changed any hype, any strength, any poll results that have been favorable to Ron DeSantis or, you know, Richard Nixon or, or anybody, they mean nothing because they are all still afraid of Donald Trump. They're all afraid of him. And I'm kind of glad that we had this little time together to be able to make sure that even for one second, if you thought that anything had changed, no, it has not. No, it has not. And Trump is as horrible as ever. He is, in effect, said, I have to do this, and Republicans go along with it, because this is the base of Republican support right now in elections. This should translate, this should translate, into a nice, decisive victory for Raphael Warnock in Georgia, where they had early voting just get underway. And did you see the uh, decision by the courts? The Republicans tried to stop early voting on Saturday. Because you know what they do in Georgia? They, they, They pass all these specific idiotic limits on 
when you can early vote. Like, I think they really had a law. No voting allowed early the weekend of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Things like that. And the courts said, no, no, I'm sorry. No, you can no. vote on Saturday. You can vote on Saturday. It's okay. It's all right. So even so, in Georgia. Uh, the guy who is running for the Senate as the Republican nominee in Georgia, who uh, is black, has said nothing about Donald Trump having dinner with uh, an unapologetic, unrequited, unmitigated white supremacist. Herschel Walker himself, who once again is black, has not uh, had a comment about Donald Trump. Do you Trump's care? <laughs> I don't care. Well, it should be I'm, said. Brit, Brit, that, that's, that's a cycle that means nothing. This, this by the fairy, way, it never did this, mean this, anything. This Herschel Walker fairy tale doesn't exist without Donald John Trump, without him blessing him and making it happen. Now, there were a lot of other fathers here, the Republican Party moving him from Texas to Georgia, setting him up and all this other shit. But this thing doesn't happen without Donald Trump blessing Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker should be able to look at that fairly clearly and go, you know, that's not good. I don't think that should have happened. I think Trump was wrong to do that. I don't think that's a close call, is it? Wait a minute. No. What planet are you on, though, thinking that that would ever happen? Well, I'm a planet where sensibility and reason rule. That's the planet that I'm on. People with IQs several points higher than Herschel Walker don't say that. People in positions of responsibility in the Republican party, don't say that no one's. So this idea that because Herschel Walker's involved in an election in a few days, that, that he's going to stand up and, and run away from Trump right now, the price for that, as you know, would be greater hmm. than saying the right thing in our view, which is never going to happen. So it's not worse worth wasting your breath on it just isn't at some uh, point though even even the most novice uh political actor would realize that hanging on to donald trump is a liability and even the people around and i don't expect Herschel walker to know this but the people that tell him what to say they would at least say you probably should in the mildest uh, way possible rebuke donald trump I, I i just i just couldn't disagree more to 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 even countenance the idea that there are, quote, people telling Herschel Walker what to do who uh, could, should, and might tell him that at the 11th hour, at two minutes before midnight, before the election, when the only thing he had going for him was the racist endorsement of a guy who said, I'm going to find the most famous black guy in Georgia to run against Raphael Warnock. Because in my racist view, I'm speaking as Trump, all black people really are the same. There's not much difference in them. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all the same color. So I can find the dumbest one possible. But if I can find the most famous one possible in Georgia, that's a winning ticket because that's how I got elected president. I was the most famous guy. And I won the primary in 2016. And I became the president just by having name recognition so far off the chart. And that's so any idea. Any thought that there would be any reason or uh, have you no sense of decency, sir, moment at this hour is uh, disabuse yourself of that. Just, <laughs> just don't even 
don't, don't even think of it. There's I mean, been no real good response from Team Trump about this. I mean, they did. I think they tried the. I don't even know who this person. They, they. I don't even know who this person is. I've never even met Nick Fuentes. And then they, there's been no real counter to. I don't know. Is he really a super white supremacist? And then you just very clearly look at the stuff that he said and written, and it's like, oh yeah, that's that's not even on the line. That's beyond the pale. The guy is unapologetically. It's a brand. Brit, or- are you saying you want to hear some of Nick Fuentes, the, this brilliant yeah, man? Give us an idea, because I don't believe you and the liberal media who just put that very scary moniker, white supremacist, on everything. I think we got this one here. Let's see yeah, let's see. Yeah. So you're either a Catholic or you're a Jew. You're either a Catholic or you're with the Jews. That's how it is. That's the way the world is. So anyway, that's that. And when are Catholics going to start asserting their control? Yeah. I want Catholics to run this country, not Jews. I want this country to be run by Catholics, not Jews. And I don't think that's controversial. I want this country to have Catholic media, Catholic Hollywood, Catholic government. I want this to be a Catholic occupied government, not a. Hey, good news. You already got a Catholic Supreme Court on your way. Jewish occupied government. That's not controversial for us. It may be controversial for you. It's not controversial for us. We are Christians. Us. You're not. Fuck it's not controversial. They could say it's eyebrow raising for who? These people with the fucking cubes on their head, with the fucking linen line wrapped around the city. Maybe. Who cares about them and their eyebrows and their freaking descriptions of movies? It's not controversial for us. We're Christians. You know what's eyebrow raising for us? Wearing a cube on your head. That's eyebrow raising. I make that when I see. When I... He's referring to what is called tefillin. It's what Orthodox Jews wear when you see them uh, praying in temple. A cube. Yeah. And they're not, by the way, it's not a cube. Jesus Christ. See some guy with a freaking thing wrapped around his head yeah. and a little hat under a big hat? I'm like, what? I'm done with that. No, that sounds uh, pretty unapologetically ignorant and hate-filled. Oh, by the way, yeah. Britt, 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 are there are there any symbols of Christianity or Catholicism that would be uh, open no. to? Yeah, I think the, being the Pope, the fun of, if looked at in isolation, I think the I can't Pope, think of the Pope kind of wears a baseball do cap. Doesn't the Pope wear like a baseball cap or something like a Yankees hat most of the time? Oh, by the way, uh, Disney stock down thirty percent over new Catholic CEO be taking place. So he, be, he being appointed. So I, I don't, I don't know what's happening in America right now. You're wrong. This... Iger's a Jew. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, they got rid of oh, him. By the, way, we... the guy, by the way, the guy he replaced, Chapek, Jew. So. <laughs> That's that is so. Yeah. You know what? You know who really should be denouncing that? And they're not. Is like you should have Christian leaders going. Oh, he's saying we Christians are for that? Fuck you. No, we're not. That's bullshit. Whatever came out of that idiot's mouth is bullshit. Cubes on should heads. should be a Christian the boycott of Disney overall, right? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, they don't, have a good, they don't have a good comeback as far as this whole thing goes. And I think, are they even trying the what about game with Obama and like Reverend Wright or something like that? Are they trying to go all the way back it. for that? There's just nothing you there. You can't do it. So you can't do it. Ever there's since, nothing there. There's nothing there there. Ever since the election happened and ever since Trump announced that he's running for president in 2024, it's been shit show after shit show. 
they had the, the, the whole hee-haw gang out there saying that they were going to take Hunter Biden's laptop and shove it up his ass. Kevin McCarthy cannot get the votes that he needs to be the speaker. This thing happens at Mar a Largo, and they've got no good answer for it. But, you know, if, if Nancy Pelosi drops a toothpick, oh, Democrats in disarray. Look at the Democratic Party dying. The Republicans are, it's, a, it's an unmitigated shit show. They're running yeah. around and they can't do anything. You know, well, that, again, there's, there's another narrative that is, is, is clearly buried. The, the Democrats set themselves up with leadership going forward. No controversy, no muss, no fuss likely here. And, and the Republicans are, you know, they're, they're like, you know, seven-year-olds at recess. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna play a game there's all still running around so he's, he's blowing everybody he can to try to get the votes and he doesn't have the votes and he can't and he's trying to herd the cats but oh my god the democrats are in disarray oh my god the democrat you know it's it's just the stupidest shit possible but this is the kind of there, there's Let's no see. there's nothing going on in, in trump world other than he's trying to bilk a lot more people out of a lot more money for these campaign contributions i got the text today by the way Trump Christmas ornaments, a huge Cyber Monday sale. That's happening. Are you right joking? Now. Or are you telling know, the truth? That's a real thing. I got it on. The, I can show you the text no, if you need please. to see it. They, they, please, they've got no, a big... I want to <laughs> see this. I'm not on the list. Oh, I made a. I may have actually deleted that one. But anyway, they. Yeah, they. Oh no! Wait a minute. Hang on. There we you go. Go to your uh, trash. There it is, right there. Yeah. Trump Cyber Trump Monday Cyber sale. Monday sale. Take thirty percent off Trump Save America Christmas ornaments. Get yours while supplies last yeah they've they've only made a certain number of them so you want to grab them while they're <laughs> yeah they're, it's no, it's no good wow and then apparently kanye is also very upset at uh, trump for some <laughs> doesn't all of this just remind america like what what the republican narrative is this is the republican narrative you didn't like Trump. He was kind of an asshole. But man, those gas prices were cheap. You could afford groceries and the economy was rocking, right? Isn't that essentially the Republican narrative? Just swallow the difficult pill and let daddy back in the White House and you can have $1.99 bread again. It's it's still the the socialist liberal policies that are destroying this country. Uh, and yeah. It doesn't matter who's next to the letter R. You must vote for them. They're they're sticking with that as much as they can, but it's uh, law of diminishing returns. It seems to work less and less and and less. Uh, let's do word of the year. Yeah, word of the year. I love word of the year. Word of the year is gaslighting. Now, I don't mean to be that judgmental against. Uh, the Merriam-Webster dictionary people who supposedly are the ones who, who come up with this. But they're many years too late on that one, don't you think? Yeah, yeah that's a little, little bit too late on that one, but uh, that's fine. The, it, people have been talking about the Republican Party and Trump gaslighting his supporters since minute one. And, you know, the official definition of gaslighting is where you convince the person who knows a fact or something that is real that they are wrong about that and that they are crazy for even thinking about that um 
and of course it comes from the, the famous movie was it from 19 1938 it was a play gas yes yes and then it became a uh, a movie that won a lot of awards i think ingrid bergman was in that correct um, it is a 1944 ingrid bergman as paula alquist charles boyer as gregory anton boyer boyer same guy yeah. i don't like that french uh, stuff the plot involves a husband who tries to make his wife believe she is going insane by telling her that the gas lights in the house are not dimming, even though they are. How innocent that is compared to and the ultimate expression of that by Trump was very early in his campaign and early in his presidency when he said flat out, you cannot believe what your eyes see and you cannot believe what your ears here except from me Britt if that isn't gaslighting to the ultimate I don't know what is so it's kind of pathetic that the, that the uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary folks um, and maybe that company has been gutted as much as every other print medium and newspaper has been they're down to like two people and you know they're both 97 years old and aren't quite hip with what's going on anymore. And they just discovered the word this year. Um, so, But I, okay. I think that was, that was the point that I was getting to a little while ago, as far as, as Trump was, you know, what you think you saw, you did not see, uh, not see. Yeah. Uh, I see it. You see what I did? Um, how, how does Donald Trump tie his shoes in little Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> The, the point of all of this shit that's been going on for anybody that kind of pays attention to the news, and a lot of people don't because they've been doing Thanksgiving stuff and all that stuff, for, for that narrative that the Republicans have been putting out there that, God, if you just put this guy back in the White House, your, your bread's going to be back to a buck ninety nine, your your gas is going to be $2 and a quarter. And then everybody else is kind of reminded of all of the, oh, this is the bullshit that came along with this guy. And the stuff that they're telling us about how great it was in America when he was president really wasn't all that great. So I don't think I'm going to go back for another serving of shit pie. I think I've had enough of the shit pie. I'd like to move on to another dessert. Thank you very much. You know, I think that you're actually going further than the Republican party does in trying to describe what the world would be like if they had been or would be in charge right now because they don't actually go so far as to say if we were in charge gas would be a you dollar know, seventy and and Brit they they just stop at Joe Biden and the Democrats hate you so much yeah. that they want to destroy you by raising prices and causing inflation and wrecking your family but they don't even go so far as to say you know we would have prevented it or we can fix it they don't need to do that because it's just implicit so and, and of course they don't they can't say that they don't have a plan and no one can have a it's not possible to reverse inflation through some legislative act um, switching parties or anything of that it just doesn't work that way that's not how our economy works and and here's the point here and uh, one of the choices I said was uh, Don's slow boat to China leaves from the port of Phoenix because he's all in right now with Kerry Lake, the loser in the Arizona governor's contest. And he is essentially thrown in the towel completely 
completely on democracy. He's just done with it. It's just it's just over. And he has declared Don Trump that Carrie Lake should be, quote, installed. That's his word as Arizona's governor. And I bring it up because at this moment and we have this come up every couple of decades, it seems. It's certainly true with China, where the folks can't take it there anymore, and for good reason, because President Xi has fucked up on handling COVID. And, uh, not, not, by the way, not as bad as Dr. Fauci, okay? <laughs> not, not that bad. Well, that's the narrative, though. The narrative is oh, the wait, Republicans... I know. Yeah, I'm, that's, I'm that's, their, that's what they say. Well, but, but no. Um, and he's so stubborn and because he is quote president for life by the way when that was official last month when that designation donald trump again showed his thrill at that particular thing where president xi strong leader this guy's got the gig forever he doesn't have to worry about re-election it's funny here it is a month later and in a country that is i guess number one in the world in in suppression of free thought and and dissent they've got a little problem and the problem is about a billion three hundred million people yeah it's one thing when you're say in a place like cuba it's an island what does cuba have 15 million people everybody's mm -hmm. confined and you can have a secret police and they can they can just crap and shit and beat the hell out of people it's horrible but China, if if enough people protest, what are you going to do? Are you going to kill 50 million people in the streets? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And because of his approach to uh, COVID, which remember at the beginning, it was China. They're doing unbelievable. They shut down a couple of their cities and now they have none. It's great. They've handled it. And of course, that was a lie all the way through. And she has stuck to this zero COVID policy, which, as you and I know, that's an impossible goal. It doesn't exist in the world. You don't stamp out an endemic virus and disease like this. We still have about 300 people a day dying. 90% of them are over the age of 65. It's terrible. But largely, Americans are back to normal life. And our economy has done, again, I know you wouldn't know this by listening to Fox News or listening to Republicans, <laughs> compared to much of the world, pretty good. Um, and so China is up a creek. They've refused, they've refused the good vaccines that we've used here in the United States and in North America and in Europe and most of the developed world to get control of this. They've refused Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. They've used the Chinese vaccine because of arrogance, national pride. Oh, we can develop our own. And apparently that vaccine sucks. It doesn't get it done. So now President Xi either has to eat his own words, admit he was wrong. The zero COVID policy is a f -f 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 failure. But he can't do that because when you're omnipotent and president for life, you never make mistakes. So as clumsy a response as folks think 
occurred here in the United States in many areas, uh, it's pretty good compared to China. And now it's blowing up over there. It's blowed up. as they what, like what you just said was a completely accurate portrayal of what's going on in China. But you know how that's being portrayed to the average Fox News viewer is that they are railing against the kind of government lockdowns that Joe Biden put on America. <laughs> that's what that's what it's being portrayed. You know, that's what they're telling them. That's what some fucking asshole on talk radio is saying right now. That's what they're saying on Fox News. And that's what the that's the narrative that's being fed to those people is that yep, the people around here are going to get sick of this shit. The next time that Joe Biden tries to crack down on something like that, we're going to rise up just like those people in China. That's what that's what they're being told. That is the narrative that's being fed to these people. Right. It's very important that you argue against something. That really never happened. Correct. Never was intended to happen. In other words, there was never a zero COVID policy anywhere in this country that I know of, ever, by anybody. No. By, by, by the, the, the toughest governor, maybe California. That, that was never the goal. The, the goal was to get it uh, manageable and with the help of um, the vaccine and then the development of the uh, the drugs following that, that you had a really good chance of survival if you caught it and your chances of survival really increased if you were vaccinated, that you wouldn't be nearly as sick. Um, and it's, it's, it's largely worked overall. We're three years, almost three years into this. Um, but an authoritarian country like China has, well, they, they, they've proven that they can't handle it. Let's put it this way. If it's really the China virus and they were unleashing it on the world, I would say this could be the biggest backfire in the history of backfires. What well, do you say? Yeah, it, it doesn't fit. But there again, the narrative that's been fed to the Republicans to the Republican voters is that Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci and people like Roy Cooper here in North Carolina they shut down their economy, our, our economy, needlessly just for government control's sake. That's what they did, and they don't well, care about commerce, they, and they don't care they can about say business. That, but everybody, but everybody who's alive now knows the truth because remember, at the beginning of it was these controls are never coming off. But this is, you know, this is forever. Now remember you that have. You have the you have anti-lockdown Jesus, and his name is Ron DeSantis, and he can counter everything now. We kept the schools open in Florida. We kept our businesses and restaurants open in Florida. And God damn it, you don't have to do what these authoritarian, communist, socialist jerks like Joe Biden did. And if you don't think they're going to ride that like Zorro, that's exactly what DeSantis is going to do. Well, look, you can have a reasonable argument that there was some midpoint between free-for-all Florida and intelligent measures that were taken in, in other states to protect kids uh, through school closures, which in some places really were handled badly. There's no argument there. Um, but I just love the, the uh, description of Ron DeSantis as, ready? George Wallace with a Harvard degree. <laughs> Speaking of George Wallace and things that are racist, 
How about that picture of Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones that leaked uh, right around Thanksgiving, Brad? Did you happen to see that? Sure. Sure. 1957, as some black kids are trying to arrogantly go to public school in Little Rock, there was Jerry Jones just hanging out, I think as a 14-year-old young man, and uh, there he is. Can't really see anything from the photo as far as him spitting or yelling at the people who are, again, arrogantly trying to go to school to do things like read, write, and add. Uh, Jerry Jones says, eh, things were kind of boring. We didn't have cable to the internet back in 1957 in Little Rock. I just went down there to see what's happening. Brad, what did you think of that explanation from Cowboys billionaire Jerry Jones? Well, clearly, there's no way out of this. <laughs> no, there, there's no way out of this. Um, because it really was possible to be uh, white and on the right side of history in Alabama. You did not have to be standing uh, literally or figuratively in front of the schoolhouse door to protect your life or what you thought was uh, your way of life from, from black people. And at 14... I hold you accountable. I do. It's fair. I do. And and uh, Jerry Jones's explanation stinks, and here's why. This is the moment where you would apologize. You would say, I was 14, I was stupid, but I should have known better, and I apologize. And I've spent the rest of my life, and I hope that, you know, people that I've employed, uh, not just in the football business, but he did other things before he bought the Cowboys would tell you that, uh, you know, that's not the person that I became. And I just apologize for that moment. I don't think it ever hurts to do that. It just doesn't, it just makes you a bigger man. And I didn't hear that out of Jerry Jones. No, am didn't. I wrong or am I right? Here's my, here's my take. You cannot point to anything in Jerry and I'm, I'm being exceedingly fair. You can't point to anything in his public life that would show you that he's a racist or he judged people by race. Right. Not in the companies that he's run, not anything he's done with the Cowboys. Right. You can't point to anything. But you also can't tell me as an unaccompanied 14-year-old in 1957 that you went down there for anything but no good. I'm sorry. There, You were not going down there to see what's going. You were going down there to cause trouble and to be part of the problem. As a white kid... 14 years old, you weren't just going down there because you were bored and you'd read all of your comic books. I don't buy it for one second. But yes, I, I give him the benefit of the doubt in his public life. And yes, what you said that he could have made a statement on would have made a lot more sense than, ah, I was bored. And by the way, if he would just have made a statement like that in service to the fact that he does have a business right now where the primary pool of employees is about 80% black. Yeah. It would be helpful if, if I'm uh, uh, Zeke Elliott or uh, Dak Prescott, the uh, running back and, and, and quarterback of the Cowboys, two stars of the team. I would really look forward to having him say that mm -hmm. they're not going to run up to him right now. No. and say anything untoward they're not going to do that but it was up to jones to make the move and i think he kind of tried to just skate past it and 
uh, in the world of Donald Trump, Britt, should we expect anything more? No, and I also feel like this has the feeling of, uh, and I'm not making any excuses for Jerry Jones, but this kind of feels like a Daniel Snyder, like, oh, I'm, I'm, this is one of my parting gifts to you. You're seeing some of these guys now, uh, these owners, you're seeing some food fights among them because Daniel Snyder is pissed off because he's being made to leave town and he's going to try to poop in everybody's pool on the way out. It kind of feels like, well, I got some stuff. I'll just kind of leak it. That, that's what it feels like to me. Not that it's not legitimate, not that people don't have a right to examine that, but that's what this kind of feels like to me. Are you saying that, that another owner outed that picture? Yeah, he had the picture. I mean, I, I feel like that's I, what happened. I thought uh, I thought that was found by Sports Illustrated. Well, how did they get it though? And again, wow. it, it and it comes out on it comes out on Thanksgiving Day when the Cowboys obviously played. Now they still had, wasn't it the highest rated like Thanksgiving Day game of all time? I mean, it didn't hurt anything, but well, it I'm feels a little like... dispute over that one. I'm in a little <laughs> dispute over the the bragging about the ratings <laughs> on my Facebook page. I'm in a I'm in a full smackdown with Bob Buckley. Oh, really? It was was just basically a troll dick on my Facebook page. (laughs) And he does have kind of a a dog in the fight, since I believe the the game was on his, uh, the affiliate of his, the network. Oh, you just, you just, you just took the false premise that he did. (laughs) Oh, really? Because this is not about Fox News. It's not about the Fox Network. It has nothing. This is all about the NFL bragging. Ah, yes. It is irrelevant. It is irrelevant. And... Uh, unless I can't read, which apparently I may not be able to, uh, they're bragging that they had about a half million more viewers than they've ever had on Thanksgiving Day going back to 1992. And in 1992, the U.S. population was 249 million. Mm -hmm. It's now 340 million. So if you increase your total viewership by a half million, but there were an extra almost 100 million people in the country. You tell me, is that a real increase? No, that's, that's inflation, non-adjusted bullshit. Brag <laughs> that you got a few more people into the room. Is the NFL still the biggest thing on TV? Yes. Yeah. Does the NFL have to brag about it and then just gild the lily like that? No, they don't need to do that and by the way the methodology to get to a slightly higher number this year than 30 years ago they now do count out of home viewing in but so apples to apples i would submit to you many years ago by the way when there were a lot fewer choices Mm -hmm. on television to Mm -hmm. watch that they this is like the old gone with the wind versus um like uh titanic titanic right remember that that was oh titanic's the biggest movie ever it it sold more two billion dollars and of course it was it shouldn't have been about that it was about how many tickets were sold because you know the population of the united states in 1939 was probably 110 million you you get the point so Mm -hmm. i brought that up on 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 facebook and uh, my friend Bob Buckley decided to to say, or it's because it was on Fox, and we know what you think of Fox. It had nothing to do with fucking Fox. The, the whole headline was about NFL brags that it had. The, it has nothing to do. I don't give a shit that it was on Fox. Okay. <laughs> and then he goes, and we know what you think of Fox News, Brad. 
Mm. Well, yeah. What the hell does that have to do with uh, uh, how many people are watching football on Thanksgiving? It's a huge event. We know a lot of people watch it. So what? Um, uh, do the uh, do the Ohio State uh, story because I know it hurts your heart to even say the Ohio State no, I University. Said, I said this before the game. I said this before the game. Is that if they lose, it's going to be God's punishment for pushing J.D. Vance <laughs> on America. The whole state of Ohio is going to get punished. <laughs> <laughs> because it, and you know, I, I half joked that I was wavering maybe it's time to to go Michigan because you know Michigan really is go blue they went blue all the way they have they have the uh, the, the the triple up there mm-hmm. in Michigan now a state senate a state house and the governorship um, in a year that that didn't happen everywhere it didn't happen very many places at all and Ohio has just gone completely down the toilet, yep. just just down the toilet, uh, and has turned into not a purple state anymore. But right now, it's a uh, sadly red state. And guess who is up for election in 2024? The Democratic Senator Sherrod Brown. Yeah. What are the chances that he's going to be able to hold on this time around? I don't know. It could be difficult. And then Ohio will go from what it was to having two super hack Republican senators. So um, I, I shudder to think what I shudder yeah. to think what North Carolina's punishment is going to be for Ted Budd. You already saw the Tar Heel uh, basketball team lose twice. You saw the football team lose the day after. Of course, they lost to NC State. But I, I guess the North Carolina football team is in for an ass pounding on Saturday when they take on Clemson in the ACC championship. Yeah, I did see Ted Budd on one of the Sunday shows yesterday. Probably the Fox one. Was he saying something like, was it like that? Oh, oh, no, he's he is ready to roll up his sleeves and yeah. get up to Washington and start investigating oh, all the things yeah. that this the socialist Biden administration yeah. has pushed on America. And we've got to get to the bottom of a lot of these issues. Is he going to cut through the red tape and let the American economic engine roar? Is he going to do that, Brad? Yeah. <laughs> and then the the, uh, the questioner brought up gun rules, gun laws. Yeah. Of course, they don't bring up the fact that, uh, by the way, Senator your family uh, owns a gun store. And of course, Ted Budd run, goes into his uh, standards. You know, the second amendment is sacred and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that the American, 